You are listening to the Red Pill Chronicles, where we help awakening souls deal with the blue pill world. I'm your host, John Dennison, and together we'll explore how to take an inner approach to your outer affairs so you can build a better life and a better world to live it in. Greetings, I'm John. Today's topic is Unleashing Your Inner Mastery. Before I begin, just a quick reminder that if you need help dealing with your awakening or adding your contribution, I offer consultations to bring perspective to your journey and help you get clear on your next step. Whether that involves learning to work with your inner world or addressing the things that impact your outer one, I'll try to help you see the issues and obstacles more clearly and how you might move through them in better ways to get where you're trying to go. Consultations can be scheduled through any of our websites, including whisperzone.org, which is the flagship of my inner teachings. By way of background, Whisper Zone is where I started sharing the message of awakening to our journey along the spiritual path. After I wrote uh, Whispers in the Silence, it was the next step that I was led to to make it possible to bring forward to you so that you could uh, find things on the web without having to go through the book itself for some some of the ideas that were contained in it. Like me, though, it crashed when I went in the hospital. I thought it would be allowed to die a silent death like the one that almost overtook me. It stayed that way for a long time, but my focus was directed to ramping up mission launch and starting these Red Pill Chronicles. Alas, though, God wouldn't let me let it go. Instead, I was guided to, to gather together my teachings on awakening and knowing yourself so other awakening souls would have a place of refuge and renewal as they dealt with a harsh and unforgiving world. So I recently rebuilt it, and I'm now in the process of loading it up with content to help you on your journey. You might think of it as a place where I lay breadcrumbs that you can follow should you need help along the way. Anyway, if you need more of a hands-on approach, you'll find a scheduled consultation link there that you can use to book a session with me on a day and time that works for you. So with that out of the way, on with the show, Inner Mastery. It's a simple way to refer to the possibility that there's something more to you than you know that has the power to affect how you create and live your life. We could just as easily call this power God or the Tao or your soul or higher self even. What I'm referring to is the source of your existence, not only in this three-dimensional linear reality, but also your eternal life in what you might think of as a spiritual dimension or non-linear reality. Spiritual teachings throughout the ages have each described this nonlinear reality differently. But heaven is as good a term as any for the afterlife, even though it comes with certain prescribed notions of what it is and how we get there that may or may not necessarily be so. Whatever it is, and however it works, wherever the source of your being dwells, is less a concern to us in this linear reality than simply the concept itself. Or more precisely, It's the possibility of a life in a non-physical world that knows no death, no separation, and no lack. All is one, and one is all, even while retaining the individual identities we know ourselves as here. Some people consider this non-linear, non-physical reality the place where the soul goes after the death of our bodies. Though in the way I perceive it, we already exist there concurrently, with our physical reality in this world. So for purposes of our discussions today, 
Assume we exist in both worlds, a non-physical reality we call a spiritual dimension, as well as the linear three-dimensional reality of our physical world. This physical reality is one of separation, not wholeness. We're separate from our inner selves, separate from our source, and as we know, we're separate from each other. I call it linear because it unfolds one moment after another in linear fashion through the experience of time as an unbroken string of moments tied together to give us the sense of change, of evolving from when it starts at our birth until it ends upon our deaths. Our existence doesn't end, however. What we are in our non-physical reality continues on after the death of our bodies, including awareness of the personalities and lives we've lived here in the physical world. Still, even being told that, or glimpsing it through meditation, lucid dreams, or near-death experiences, we're left to wonder and fear whether the end of our bodies means the end of us as well. It is this uncertainty that causes us to try to squeeze every drop of living out of our lives, and most importantly, the will to extend them for as long as we can. So try to recognize that will to live that is in you. Honor it, for it provides the color and context for the experience your life brings. But realize, this outer life that you live, this outer you that you know, is not all that you are. It is not all that it is. We will refer to these intangible aspects as your inner self, that portion of your being that exists in non-physical reality, and your outer self being the ego personality and identity that you commonly know yourself. Yet, this outer self is not technically part of the outer physical world. You can't feel it. You can't see it. You can't touch it. But you know you exist here. As Rene Descartes said, Cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore I am. You think, therefore you know yourself to be. You are. But your mind and identity are caught in between worlds. They're turned outwards toward the physical reality, yet most of the time exist blissfully unaware of the inner self behind it all. You can think of this inner world as one of pure energy, an energy inherently vested with intelligence that flows through you into your linear reality to create and influence the experiences your life brings. Most of the time, this energy works in the background, well beyond the perception of your senses of the awareness of the mind through which your outer self operates. It creates, as some might say, fate, the sense that your life is guided by some invisible hand, playing out according to some preordained plan and a process also known as predestination or kismet. As you begin to work with your inner world, however, you'll soon discover that fate is not set in stone. Rather, it's more like a set of possibilities among which you can choose, each in turn leading your life in a different direction to a different set of experiences, or not. So your future is malleable. Fate simply sets in motion the possibilities, but you make the choices, whether consciously or unconsciously, that brought you to the life you're now living and which will bring you the life you're going to live. For these choices will set in motion what you want to create for yourself or others, even if you're not always aware of what their unintended consequences may be. Your choices, as well as the inner conditions within your outer self, such as your thoughts, fears, and desires, are the means 
by which you direct the creative energies flowing from your inner self. In a very real sense, they filter the light that flows into and through you, so that all that you see and encounter is shaped by how you see things, and especially by the distortions imposed by your ego upon that flow of light. It is through these distortions, through these inner conditions, that you exercise your responsibility as a sentient being to get the experiences you came for, and of course to interact with others as they create and experience their own lives. Yet these experiences are never seen in an absolute clarity because they're always distorted by your own egoic filter so that you will create the, get the experiences you came for. But other people will not necessarily see them the same way because they have their own filters in place needed to create their experiences. And when you are dealing with differing filters, individuals will naturally see and experience life differently. Accounting for the differences that we all have within our reality, for we are all unique. And when we, when some people try to impose their views upon others, what they're trying to do is basically wipe out your filters and, and superimpose their own upon you so that you will do what they want. It's a control mechanism that's been practiced throughout time. But now, with the Great Awakening, it's time for us all to see our own inner filters, our own inner conditions that are distorting our own realities to give us more choice. You see, awakening expands our awareness so that we can uncover these filters for ourselves. And when we do, then it empowers us to address the inner conditions that keep bringing us more of the same. But as consciousness expands with awakening, it empowers us to with more choice over whether we'll allow these filters to continue to work the, word, the way they have always existed within us or been established with as a product of our environment, or to change them, basically to clean the lens, and in so and, and so doing, change the nature of the reality in which we live, and how we relate to it. At some point, consciousness expands to a level where we can understand how these filters shape our lives, setting in motion new possibilities for how we will conduct ourselves. Rather than being simply reactive to whatever reality serves up, Consciousness allows us to discover that as we act upon these filters, we have more choice over what plays out, and especially how it plays out. Choice, then, allows sentient beings, beings with the power of thought and consciousness, to access the power of possibility to set these energies at work. Choice allows the situations to unfold that brings those experiences in new ways so that we can modify how we react and engage our reality so that it so that it can evolve as we continue to evolve for our lives our evolution from the point of our birth to the time of our death we are never exactly as we were before we change just as the experiences of our outer selves help to evolve or change the inner self of which our sort of which is a part of the source from which we come we all come this choice is truly an innate gift from our creator to become active participants in our reality rather than being 
simply existing as leaves blowing in the winds of fate. This choice is endowed upon all souls that are incarnate here, regardless if they know how or why to exercise it. And it is the responsibility of awakening souls to make others realize that they have this power too, the power to assert over their own lives and their own outer affairs by controlling themselves inside so that they may then exert more control outside and how they go about their lives. This power of choice we know as freedom. The freedom to choose how we will engage our inner world as well as how it interacts with our outer one. Freedom of choice is the fundamental principle upon which our universe exists. Notwithstanding the outer circumstances that create the illusion that there's nothing we can do to change things more to our liking. While it's beyond the scope of today's presentation, I started a book uh, several years ago on what I call the principle of spiritual justice, which is about this exercise of the freedom of choice of every soul. That goes like this, that every soul has the right to go its own way to create the experiences it came for. But it has the excuse me, it has the responsibility to exercise that choice with restraint in a way that will allow others to do the same. But just as justice often is on the eye of the beholder, you can only get justice for your own soul by making choices that you can see or envision and believe in and believe that have a chance to become reality. So to have a choice, you have to have consciousness, the awareness and presence of mind to select among the possibilities that are presented to you. It is the expansion of consciousness that allows you to see more possibilities from which to choose. And the perspectives from which you'll see them and the perception of what they are and mean to you. And understand that these are all very subjective things. So no one else is going to see it the same way you will. They don't see it through your identity. They don't see it through your experiences. They don't see it through the filters of your outer self in exactly the same way. And no matter how much you try to show them, you can only give them a glimpse. And our language is so lacking about, about communicating these things that go on inside of us that odds are they will probably never know. Yet somehow, as an awakening soul, You'll have to find a way to communicate that to those around you so that they can see that the light is shining through them and that it's there for them to work with and use when they're ready. For it's this consciousness through which you set your direction, at least to the extent you're able to within your life plan. It's consciousness that allows you the choice of where to turn your attention, whether that be outward to the linear physical reality or inward toward the non-physical spiritual reality or anywhere in between or within either parts of them. Yet, the focus of attention in one direction to the exclusion of another is really the... It, it's, it's sort of a marker that demonstrates a soul that remains asleep. Because as consciousness ex expands with awakening, it allows us a choice of where to turn our attention, and it is this... and instead of choosing one or the other, it is actually a bifurcation of attention where the attention is turned both outward and inward. 
in sometimes simultaneously, sometimes flowing from one to the other, and sometimes trying to figure out how they work together. That is really what marks this process of spiritual awakening. So, again, as you are listening to this, think about where your attention is. And is your attention upon the outer, the world, the what's going on around you where you are? Is it upon the outer of my words? Or is it upon the inner processes that are being set forth or, or unleashed as a result of what you're hearing? Or better yet, what you're hearing coming from inside you? This is where your attention is now going to need to begin to expand. But understand that even as your attention does, it's going to be filtered through these conditions that are making it so that you're not necessarily seeing it as it is. You're seeing it as it as you need to see it based upon where you are in your journey. But if you're looking to become more than you are, you can only do so by lifting up your consciousness and seeing these conditions and allowing yourself to work with them in new ways. Some people turn completely away from the physical. Think of these like the ascetics or monks and mystics who renounce the fruits of the flesh and focus only upon the God self within. Others are totally oblivious to their inner world and get so caught up in their outer one that they have no time, interest, or ability to even consider there's more to life than this physical reality in which they find themselves. I don't want you to pursue either extreme, though you're certainly free to so you choose it and your life experiences and your inner voice will be guiding you toward one or the other. But rather, here for the moment, we're focused upon the interaction of your inner and outer worlds and how to draw upon the inner energies to shape the life you're living. And most importantly, how you experience and process it. Because again, it's not so much about the life but it's about the experience that your life is bringing you and what you do with that experience. Now, you can have a clear intent to do or become something in particular or to experience a particular benefit or result of your efforts. And sometimes that's exactly what you should be doing, working with intention to direct the energies in the process of creation. That, however, means the outer self of the ego takes priority in the determination of our life path. But we all know that darkness and evil exist in our world. Conditions that exist where our egoic filters don't allow the inner light to shine or distort our perception of it into something totally unrecognizable to the inner self that set it in motion. And when it doesn't, hidden conditions within the outer self can filter and distort not only how we perceive our outer world, but also cause us to focus so intently upon us and what we want for ourselves that excess selfishness and harm can result. So rather than get so caught up in the affairs of the ego that the light cannot work as intended, I encourage you, consider that there is a plan in place playing out to guide your life, and that your job is to learn to work with and within that plan, all the while growing ever closer to your source in the place where you can more effectively remove your filters, so you can better direct those energies and have more choice over your affairs. This is the process of knowing yourself and what you and your life are all about. It is the path of awakening. Understand, though, that you don't have to make these choices in the dark. Your inner self is in constant communication with your outer self, whispering in your ears, so to speak, to guide you 
through this process. This communication is through your inner voice and the thoughts, feelings, and situations it brings. Unfortunately, most of the time, we have no idea it's even happening. Talk about oblivious. We stumble around in the dark, bumping up against, bumping up against every obstacle on our path. Egos blinded to the light, making choices with little idea why they're created or what they might bring. So I encourage you to get to know your inner voice and how to work with it. Your inner self is waiting to guide you through the process. It wants you to awaken to all that you are and show you how to become whole. That's why I wrote Whispers in the Silence, which you can find at Peace Options. It's about cultivating your inner soil and understanding how to reconnect with your soul and to begin listening and following its guidance. But understand, we're interested in far more here than just our own spiritual awakening. If you're like most people, what you want to know is what every ego does. What's in it for you in this life? And how do you get it for yourself? Even then, I hope your motivation is to find the wholeness that comes with balancing your inner and outer worlds, rather than simply getting caught up in the pursuit of your own desires or the avoidance of your fears. Otherwise, your filters remain intact, and with them comes the risk of sliding deeper into the darkness and wasting the opportunity for advancement offered by this life. Of course, that's the life path created for some to follow, to experience the shadows in life without the light. But we'll assume that's not, not, not you, at least not now in this moment. Instead, the intention I hope you'll adopt is to work as partners with God, so that you can allow the inner energies to flow as your soul intended, while expanding the consciousness with which you set your intentions and put them to work. There are many teachings to guide you through this process. That's the purpose of religion and spirituality, to bring you closer to God by taming the ego and balancing its focus to serve both it as well as the source from which you came. At least, that's ostensibly the spiritual purpose behind it, before being distorted by those who would use those teachings to control the masses or advance their own interests and agendas. And this is, again, how much of religion has developed over the centuries, which is as a control system, as opposed to taking people to the point where it's intended to go, which is to bring us closer to ourselves and to our God, so that we will know ourselves and be able to bring forth those energies in better ways to create our world, a, a, a world that we truly want to live in. It's up to you as an awakening soul to discriminate among those teachings and adopt only those which expand and empower you toward your wholeness. It's also your responsibility to avoid those that would bring you greater separation or cause you to do harm in their name. Your ability to do so is a reflection of where you are on the path of awakening and, of course, the life plan of your inner self. As we move forward together in future episodes, we'll go into this process in more detail to help you develop your vision and the skills with which you apply it. For now, though, I just want you to realize you're so much more than you know yourself to be and the possibilities it offers to create and experience your life in new and better ways. For when it comes down to it, life is all about the experience. So live yours well. Just remember, you have a choice how you will create and gather those experiences and what you'll do with them in the days ahead. Choose wisely. The world you change will be your own. God bless you indeed. Go with love. I am John. You have been listening to the Red Pill Chronicles, where we help awakening souls move in a better way through a blue pill world. 
For more information, visit us at peaceoptions.com to explore how you can find your peace through knowing yourself and following your inner voice. Or at missionlaunch.com, where we offer coaching and consulting to help you make the difference in your world.